Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we talk about how you and your organization can take your next step in your leadership journey. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast, where we believe your church can grow, your church should grow, and your personal growth as a leader really does make a difference. I'm here with my co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Logan, I'm doing fine. I got a question. So last episode, we talked about aliens. Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't have an opinion on that one yet. I would say my vote is swaying more yes than it is no. And if Bigfoot is real, is Bigfoot an alien? No, but he might be like a hybrid monkey of some sort <laughs> that we're just not familiar with. Folks, this is this is not scripted. You can't make this up, so pray for Logan. <laughs> I did rehire her after firing her last week, but she's on pretty thin pretty, ice, pretty I suppose. thin ice. Perry, you planted a church 18 years ago, mm-hmm. and you're doing it again. Yep. The other day, you mentioned there were some things you were learning or relearning, I suppose, as a church planter. What are those lessons? Well, before I get into it, I want I wanted to say that this isn't just a lesson for church planters, but all ministry leaders, as these are lessons we can come back to over and over and over again. You say the first one is appearance matters. Why is that important? Okay, um, well, Logan, you're a female. Does appearance matter? It does matter, yes. It does. you got to have that hair looking good. Um, Hey, there's a verse found in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, that I missed a key principle that's in this verse for years. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 16, 7, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so for years I would teach on this um, in regards to how God knows the heart, God knows the heart, God knows the heart. But, But something in this verse jumped out to me one day, and it really did change the way I thought about appearances. Um, the Bible says that the Lord said people look at the outward appearance. It, it, it really did hit me one day. If people are looking at the outward appearance of something, then the outward appearance of that thing, a.k.a. our churches, really does matter. So are you saying churches need to spend endless amounts of money to get the newest or the shiniest thing out there? Um, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. No, not at all. Because, for example, um, I'm starting a church right now called Second Chance Church. It's primary, uh, primarily a digital campus, and we, we do get a group of about 10 to 15 people together every single week, so I'm not preaching the message to an empty room, which I did for a while, which is not very fun. And so just last week, I showed up about an hour early to make sure the temperature in the room was comfortable and set up the chairs. But when when I showed up, I noticed the floor was dusty, um, a little dirty. Now, honestly, I don't think anyone would have noticed. However, one of the things I'm trying to do is set the tone early. So I got the broom and the mop and cleaned the floors because 
while we don't have graphics or we don't have artwork, I'm, like I said, I want to set the tone early so that when we do have those things, everybody in the church is already taking great care. Because, listen, if we don't take great care of what we've got now, then how in the world could the Lord expect us to be great stewards if he actually gave us more? So how can existing churches apply this lesson? Well, it's real simple. You, you need to bring in somebody from outside your church or your organization to do a walk around. Um, it could be another pastor friend that you have that lives in another city or another part of the country or whatever, and just bring that person in and, and let them walk around your church. Because um, you know how it is when you live in the same house for a long period of time? Eventually, you don't see the scuff marks on the wall. You don't see the hole in the wall. You don't see the wall that's missing. Um, you, you don't see those things anymore And so, because we become so used to our environment. Um, and so, for example, I'll give you a good example and a bad example. I was in a church. I won't say the name of this church, but I was in a church um, where we were walking through the, the children's area, and the carpet was so nasty. And I remember... Um, stopping the pastor and telling him, listen, I have a, um, at the time she would have been nine years old. I said, I have a nine-year-old daughter and there's no way I would leave her in this children's area because the, the carpet is so nasty. Now I'm a dude and looking at the carpet, you know, every mama walking in there every week is like, oh my God, this carpet is so nasty. Um, so that's a bad example. A good example, and I will call the name of this church because it was awesome, was Word of Life Church in Flowood, Mississippi. Their kids' area was absolutely amazing. It was clean. It was organized. The graphic, like everything was absolutely phenomenal at that church. Not just their kids' area, but their whole church was absolutely amazing. Um, and it comes back to the lesson of you don't always have to spend a ton of money, but a little elbow grease and a little paint can go a long way. That is so true. Do you know what elbow grease is? I assume it's for things like a door, not an actual human body elbow. It, it just to means make it you, not squeak. It means you just got to scrub real hard. Use your elbow. Put there's your elbow not, There's into not a it. product called elbow grease. I got you. Okay. I got good, you. Good. So tell me, what do you think lesson number two is? Lesson two is build the core before attracting a crowd. Mm, talk me through that because we've had quite a few people tell me that you either buy or you need to rent a large facility. If you open the doors, they say we'd have a thousand people at the very first service, which is great. But why are you choosing not to do that? Well, it's, okay, so let's take that example and take it out to its fullest extent. If we had a uh, 1,000 people show up, that'd be a disaster, um, just based on pure percentages, because 20% of your attendance on average is going to be kids. And so if we had a 1,000 people, then we'd have 200 kids. If we had 200 kids, we'd need between 75 to 100 volunteers, and we we don't even have 75 to 100 people showing up to a live service right now. So that would be a nightmare. Plus, I want people to know what we're doing and why we're doing it. And that takes a lot of time and intentionality. I, a lot of people, people have to know the vision and believe in it. You know, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 that the foundation has to be solid and building into the core is something that we've got to do as leaders. And by the way, we can never step away 
from constantly teaching and reminding our people, this is what we do, this is why we do it, because if we ever stop teaching that, the foundation gets shaky, and when the foundation gets shaky, things can fall apart. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Lesson number three is my favorite. Of course it is. Which is, listen to millennials. Now, as a millennial, I'm very curious as to why this is so important. Um, honestly, I just threw that in there. I didn't really mean it. I think I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's important for a couple reasons. First, um, we spend, and when I say we, the baby, uh, Generation X, baby boomers, baby busters, I get all the generations mixed up. But those who aren't millennials, let's just say that, spend way too much time making fun of millennials. Um, sure, the whole participation trophy joke gets a few cheap laughs, until remember, until we remember that they didn't actually ask for the participation trophies. It was their insecure parents and grandparents that gave them. And so millennials are not to blame for the participation trophies. We are, all right? Um, and by the way, anyone who feels made fun of on a consistent basis will eventually stop coming. Um, second, and, and this is huge, Millennials know how to reach millennials. So instead of criticizing them, like, oh, they're on their phones too much. I love it when people tweet that millennials are on their phone too much. I'm like, dear moron, did you tweet that from your phone? Anyway, um, sorry, chased a rabbit there. So instead That's of, a good point, though. It's true. So instead of criticizing them, we should engage them. Because if we're so concerned about millennials dropping out of church then instead of criticizing them about dropping out of church, we should ask them why they are leaving and then what would bring them back. Great, great point. Thank you. On behalf of all the millennials, we appreciate that. Amen. And what is number four? Well, number four is huge, and the reason so is because when I planted my first church in 1999, this was not an issue at all, but now I believe it's essential for a church to thrive, and that's the importance of online giving. Like I said, when I launched in 1999, you're not going to believe this, Logan. Were you even born in 99? I was born in 96, so uh, I was three years old. Okay, so Logan was three years old. Dear God, I'm old. <laughs> um, Logan was three years old. We didn't even have a website. We, our church didn't even have a website. In fact, most churches did not have websites in 1999. And to think that someone would actually give via the World Wide Web, rather than cash or writing a check, was simply unimaginable. However, today's a lot different. In fact, 98% um, of the giving, and that's not a swag, that is an actual number, 98% of all the giving that's coming into Second Chance Church right now is online giving. And I believe if churches want to continue to see an upward trend in their giving, they have to get more people engaged online. So for people that aren't as familiar with online giving, what recommendations would you give for them? Well, I got a couple. The first is PushPay. You can go to PushPay.com. And let me pause real quick and say, push. I am not endorsed by PushPay. They're not, they, they don't, I don't get, you know, a referral money. Um, I, I wish I did, but I don't, I don't, the, the reason, here's the reason I'm endorsing PushPay. I use PushPay. I personally use the product, and if somebody like me can navigate it, anybody can navigate it. Because I promise you, sometimes I can't even get my computer turned on, but it's the 
easiest online giving platform I've ever used. And so um, that's the first resource I would recommend. Um, and I say I don't know how much they charge, um, ch- church size or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what their rates are. So you would have to just go and and get that. I know what our rates are, but I don't know what your rate would be. Um, and second of all, second of all, when it comes along online giving, um, here at the Growth Company, we've came up with a free resource. And right now, you can go to this website, five minute giving Five minute giving You can either spell out the number five or just put in the number five. And if you'll go to that website, just give us your name and your email address, we will send you four free videos, four days in a row, four free videos. And if you'll just do um, some of the stuff we teach in the videos, you will see an increase, not just in your online giving, but your overall giving. That's fiveminutegivingincrease.com. It's absolutely free. You got to check it out. And last but not least, you say the fifth lesson is community is essential for transformation. Why do you believe this well, so strongly? I, I, I really do believe this strongly because um, not too long ago, a guy texted me and told me that I should not plant a physical campus, that I should keep, um, I should keep the campus digital and just plant a digital campus. But... <laughs> And I'm not going to call names, but this same guy has been on record for saying your Facebook friends are not your friends. So it's kind of like, okay, I should keep it digital, but then how do you build community if you're going to keep it digital, but the digital community and actually your friends? I mean, there's, there's, I feel like, and it's not just him. I think church world are, I mean, we, we are talking out of both sides of our mouth. Um, at the end of the day, I believe in digital connection. I do believe that Facebook friends can be friends. I do believe in Instagram connection, all that stuff. But I also believe we need one another. One of the biggest lies in church world today is all I need is Jesus. Um, because if all we needed was Jesus, he wouldn't have said the most important command is love God, love others. In fact, Jesus said, Jesus didn't say, they will know you are my disciples by the way you love me. It's not what he said. He said, they'll know you're my disciples by the way you love one another. We can't do life alone. We've got to have a relationship with Jesus, and we've got to have a relationship with other people in in, in order to fully thrive. So do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up this podcast? Well, I guess my closing thoughts would be um, that I'm always trying to learn. And great leaders, I believe, are great learners. Um, And I've got a lot to learn, I promise. Um, But if we can help you um, and your your church in any way, whether it's um, me coming and doing an on-site with you and your team Are you coming to Anderson, South Carolina and doing a private workshop where we will literally develop a um, five-point strategy to help your church really experience some significant growth over the next six to 12 months? You can go to IWantMyChurchToGrow.com, IWantMyChurchToGrow.com, and click that right hand, up in that upper right-hand corner, there's a schedule a call button, and Logan, that comes straight to you. Comes straight to me. Let's talk, people. And Logan will schedule a call with you, and we will see if there's a way we can serve your church. We would love to help your church 
in any way possible. So I want my church to grow.com or five minute giving increase.com. Either way, we believe it'll help your church and we hope you have a phenomenal week. Thank you for listening to the Perry Noble Leadership Podcast. We hope you had a blast spending time with us. For more thoughts on leadership, visit Perry's blog at perrynoble.com. Whoa, 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 whoa.